it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail. Daniel Orcos and Henry Moran for the final word daily in association with advancedhair.com, the world's leaders in hair restoration. Right, it's been a funny old day here, the second day of the fifth and final test match. It's been a shortened day. This match between England and India, yet somehow so much has happened. And a BBC Test Match Special's Henry Moran is now going to attempt to sum that all up in 30 seconds. Which is less than the number of runs that were scored in a mad over bowled by Stuart Broad to Jasper Bumrah, a world record breaking 35 coming from the over comfortably beating a record. That is the headline from the day in many ways. Those lower order ones from India giving them a big first innings total, 416. At the end of the day though, England in trouble. 84 for five, they've lost root. They look wobbly, they look shaky. There could be trouble. There could be trouble ahead. You did all that in 27 seconds, I think, which is extremely good. Yeah, it's very good. Very, very good from you. Um, okay, where do we start? I suppose, let's start at the end because I, I want to leave the best till last. I, I'll, I'll stop making these ridiculous musical references before long. India's bowling, absolutely fantastic. The power of pace, Henry, mm. the power of pace. Well, yes, it made England's bowling attack seem a little bit pedestrian, dare I say it. It was just a barrage from the likes of Shami, Bumrah, and then Siraj. And what was interesting about that attack is every single ball seemed to be threatening and it seemed to discomfort England in a way that we've not actually seen this summer. Trent Bolt, Tim Southey were magnificent at times during that series, Bolt more so in terms of the wicket taking, particularly that game at Headingley. But this bowling performance was just on another level. Bumrah is awkward, Shami is relentless, Siraj offers you the X-Factor. 
Root's the number one batter in world cricket at the moment, and he's batting very, very well. He's in superb form, yet even he played 17 false shots out of 64. 17. Yes, it's the fifth most false shots he's played in the first 50 plus or 64 balls for innings. Andy's ultimate found out for us earlier on Test Match Special. Uh, and other times he's played false shots, has been express pace, the likes of Stark, sometimes Johnson, Hazelwood, the Cummins thrown in there. Today, the pace really did seem to get him. And he got to everybody, didn't it? You know, if you look at each of the wickets individually, if you went on and sort of checked out, ooh, that shot from Crawley looks dreadful. Well, it does, it, and it was, but to a degree, it was the pace of Bumrah. I mean, it undid him, it undid Pope, it undid Root on a number of occasions. Uh, Bairstow, a man who really struggled against the straight ball until recently, was the one who looked most assured, actually, in his defensive technique. He did. And the worry for England is that Root played a very un-Root-like innings. That 17 false shots doesn't sound that surprising, actually. There was a lot of swinging and violently at the ball outside on stuff, which isn't really how he goes early in his innings. And this whole talk of bad ball and aggression from the off and everything else is all well and good, but it has to be tempered with a bit of caution, particularly when you've let a side get to 416 from 98 for 5 in the first innings, having put them in. So that is a worry for England, seeing Root looking as skittish as he did. He didn't look comfortable out there. There was an awful lot of gardening, poking around, prodding around. It wasn't the calm, measured approach that has led to all these hundreds in the last 12 months. No, but I mean, for that, I think you've got to put it down to the bowling, which was superb. Mm. Now, they managed to get those five wickets in 27 overs, I'm looking over there. The ball will get easier if England managed to last until the 40th over and still have a partnership intact, as someone like Bairstow and Stokes. They might look to be able to counter-attack the way India did when they were 98 for five. But the quality of Bumrah, the quality of Shami, and actually Siraj as well, is a slippery customer. We've seen nothing of Lord Takur. Not a bit. No, not a sausage. Um, no, and so there's still that up their sleeve. I wonder if they were rolled England over tomorrow might even force a follow-up. They, they barely bowled today. I mean, they got out there at about, when was it, half past 11. They bowled 27 overs over the course of the day, so they're very fresh. They got mm. night off. They roll England in an hour. Why not just finish off the job tomorrow? Well, indeed. Have a couple of days to see the sights yeah. of Birmingham. And, and, and what better sights are there than the post-industrial well. <laughs> delicious Locks behind us here in well, Birmingham. I will tell you a, little Birmingham. Bit, what a good Birmingham fact. Yeah? There are more canals in Birmingham uh -oh. than there are in Venice. In Venice? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Ponte Vecchio like here? <laughs> I, I, I haven't found <laughs> it yet. The Rialto Bridge. Yeah, not seen, not seen that. <laughs> The gondoliers also, a slightly different quality here in Birmingham. Tremendous, probably better than Well, indeed. Anyway, enough about Birmingham. Enough about Birmingham, but it is a really good point you make about the rest that they got today. In some ways, you could design a day to keep your bowlers fresh. Oh, this yeah. was it, because every time it felt like Bumrah uh, or, or Shami would be reaching the end of the spell, the rain would come, they could go and have a sit down for a couple of hours, then roar back in for another five or six overs, cause some more havoc, take a wicket or two, and then head back in again. And that pattern repeated itself. And if you were going to design a day, mm. this was pretty much it for India. It was a sort of day when you thought, it's, a, it's set up for Bumrah to take 10 wickets. And, and if anybody mm. wondered about whether Jasprit Bumrah would be shy about bowling himself, well, no, don't worry about that. He bowled as much as he wanted to, and he came back for the last over when he saw there was a chance just to have one last dart at Bairstow and then Stokes. We saw the futility of the Night Watcher, mm. poor old Jack Leach. It always comes to my mind. Uh, sometimes I can sort of see, send out the Night Watcher, if the ball's a bit soft, a wicket's fallen a bit by accident. Mm. And you think, well, he'll be able to cope. But they were bowling wheels. Fire, I tell you. 
and poor old Jack wanders out and he's got to do something that, well, the others can't do and predictably enough, got the little nick through and he's out for a duck. Well indeed, and it's an early time to send him out as well, 25 minutes to yeah. go left of the session, you would have thought this is a job for a captain to maybe stroll out to in Ben Stokes, but maybe we're learning a little bit more about this Duke's ball and how it's being received and how it's being viewed. Statistically speaking, this summer it has followed the same pattern every single time, which is early wickets followed by a real phase where it gets a lot easier. So maybe England's thinking was, right, well, let's just try and use up some overs. Jack might be able to hang around for five or six overs, and that might just allow Stokes and Bairstow, the red-headed resistance, to offer a little bit more tomorrow. There's that, but you know, we've also seen bowlers who aren't as quick as these mm. Indians. So perhaps what we're seeing is that bowling at 83, 84 miles an hour is quite tricky to make this softer jukes ball do it a bit. But why John bowling two miles an hour quicker? Should it be so different? Oh, I don't know, three needs. or four. And Bumrah has that other weirdness to him. You know, you just can't quite pick when it's coming out, the hyper-extending arm. It was quite extraordinary. Bairstow getting hit on the hand, as well. that was slightly helpful for him because he managed to use up about five minutes. Mm. But it's no exaggeration to say India have been all over England in this test match. Not since ball one, but since the Punt Jadeja partnership. Mm. Now, I know you're all waiting for it. We've got mm. to go back to the beginning <laughs> of the day. Because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think I saw some of the most cluelessly, oh. epically, brainlessly mad cricket I've witnessed in my life. Start of the day, seven overs to go to the new ball. India started by being a bit brainless, by Jadeja going at one and over, refusing signals, not letting Shami have a dart. Did that for three overs. Then they realised, oh, actually, they say, oh, boy, why don't we just smash around a bit? They then hit 30 off the next three overs. England finally got their grubby mitts onto the brand new ball. But what did they do with it? They sent all the field back and bowled short with it. They meant they got a couple of lucky wickets. Jadeja was hit top of off by Anderson, who refused to have any part of this. He was, if you like, the sort of gubby Allen of body line. He was, he was sticking it He was just going to hit the top of off like he always does. And he got his reward with Jadeja. But now we come to the greatest single over of madness ever seen on a cricket field. I mean, it is. 700,000 overs have been bowled just over in Test cricket history. This was the most expensive. <laughs> Brian Lara held the record before, jointly, I think, with Robert Peterson, is that right? 28, right? Brian Lara. Very good batter, Brian Lara. Probably heard of him. Famously scored 500 here. Here, yes. I'm not sure Jasper Bumrah will, will ever climb that particular well, yeah, yeah, Well, there's a spoiler alert there. <laughs> because Jasper Bumrah hit 29 off his own bat in this over. 35 runs conceded because there was a ball that went for four wides, four plus one. There was a no ball. There was a no ball that was missed. So it should have been 36 already. Mm. And Bumrah actually decided he wanted to strike. So he played the last ball for a single. So it was 34 off five balls at that point, and it should have been 35. Well, 16 off the first legitimate delivery. 16, which is the single most expensive ball in the history of Test cricket, fitting, mm. and the single most expensive over in the history of Test cricket. And how did it come to this? Basically, Broader decided he was going to bang it in and bang it in and bang it in. And why would you do that? Because the new ball, as we know, has been getting people out nicking mm. off. Do you why, know? Why, 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 if you can nick off Chiteshwa Pujara, do you think it's a better idea to bounce out Jasper Bumrah? 
I think there was arrogance involved. I think, yes, I do, because we saw at Lords last year in the in the fixture of the early part of this series, and a similar thing happened. Shami scored runs, Bumra scored runs on that occasion, and England just seemed to persist and persist with sending men to the boundary, banging it in, and thinking, well, eventually one will spoon up in the air. That's all well and good, yeah, one probably will, but they may score 50 or 60 runs if they get lucky, as has happened. 35 runs in an over is obscene. Stuart Broad has to look at himself and think, did I get that right? Because actually, you can't expect a different outcome necessarily if you keep repeating the trick. And what is wrong with putting slips and a gully in, bowling top of off? Best case scenario, you'll get a wicket. Worst case, they're not going to score many runs. I couldn't agree with you more. He bowled eight balls in the end of the over, and only the last one was full and straight. That was the one Bummer got off strike yeah, to. Yeah, and he got one. So he kept on going with it, even while each ball was being clattered into the holly stand over yonder. It was... Um, <sighs> Dare I say, you had a sense of humour failure. I, I, I couldn't make sense of it, because I, I'm with you a little bit. I thought it was sort of vindictive and arrogant, and I think what you do with a brand new ball, when you're desperate to get your hands on it, is use it to take wickets. Mm. And it was almost as if saying, well, I don't care if they hit us for 30-odd more. I want to make the point was... that we're going to bang it in. Now, I'm sure that that wasn't it. It, it doesn't. It looks like that as you're sort of perusing it, because you think, you can see it's not working. You've just taken your 550th test wicket, so you probably know a bit more about bowling than I do. Mm. But right now, it doesn't look like you do. <laughs> but, it, but he was using a lovely implement for a ludicrous cause. It was it was like getting a very expensive kettle and trying to hammer an nail with it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> just don't, just use it properly, Stuart. Yes. I've, I've sort of got that out of my system. Mm, I'm not sure I'm, I have. No. Well, I'm not sure anybody understood it. I mean, there was consternation all around. It was very, very funny. I mean, the Siraj was hugging Bumrah, Bumrah was hugging Siraj. Everyone was laughing. The balcony was loving all of it. But that didn't help England at all. No. They basically got India into a sort of happy place. But, but the thing is, if you think about how valuable 35 runs would be at the start of an innings, to yeah. give you a bit of momentum, to give you a bit of confidence. Mm. And England gave that away in the space of one over by, if not ineptitude, then rank arrogance. Bumrah scored 29 runs off the bat in that over. Jack Russell scored 29 runs in 235 balls <laughs> at Johannesburg <laughs> in the epic save with uh, Michael Afton. It's one of the great innings in cricket history. Cricket, ladies and gentlemen, is a ridiculous game. And so, on that note, we're going to go straight to our Hall of Fame in association with Advanced Hair Studio. Go to advancedhairstudio.com forward slash forward slash TFW and you can get 15% off. These are the world leaders Is in hair. Is that 15% off your hair? No, I think they'll add 15% oh. of hair. 15% of the cost. 100% reliability. It never fails. Candidates today for hair restoration. Mohammed Shami. He, he could have done with a bit of that, I think. Possibly. Possibly. I mean, if he came at you with the lustrous locks of a Mohammed Siraj, oh. imagine what it'd be like. It'd be like having like having Rami's Raja bowling at 92 miles an hour. <laughs> Rami's Raja? Yes, Rami's Raja. Mm. Suddenly got it mixed up with Wazim Raja, who also had fabulous hair. Mohamed Siraj doesn't need it, mm. I don't think, but definitely Mohamed Shami, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think he'd be a good candidate. We've got a prime view for the the, oh, uh, yeah. the fact that he might be a reason to be a good customer. Right on the, <laughs> yeah, he's got a very good view straight onto the top of his pate. Mm. So, 15% off, advancedhairstudios.com forward slash TFW, I highly recommend it. Well, I think I'm gonna have to get it done myself. So, in the Hall of Fame, it's mm. very hard to look beyond various moments in that over. What have you What have you got for us, Stephen? In that over, there was a shot that was played out towards the Eric Holly stand, 
over yonder. Uh, out deep mid-wicket as it was, played by Jasper Bumrah, in which he pirouetted and one leg, the spikes brushed the stumps. Oh, dear. Oh, it was so close to, to being out in the most glorious way. Hit wicket is always the funniest way to get dismissed. It would have been lovely. It and then been... it would have vindicated the, the bouncer well, well, it would have done it. But it was just so beautiful to see him lying there, having nearly kicked the stumps down, looking up, and seeing the ball trundling towards the ropes one again. It was just, it was one of those moments you think, this is a ridiculous game. This is a ridiculous thing that we're witnessing. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Yes, I think, I don't think I can really beat that. Um, in that over there was the waist, over waist high full toss and he thwacked for four. I think the fact that a no ball was missed, that's got to go to the Hall of Fame. So I think 35 runs off and over, and it actually should have been 36. And that Bumrah had the opportunity of the last ball of the over, the 34 had come off it. Instead of swinging for the hills and saying, can I make this go for 40? He patted it for a single. Well, patted it, pushed it right in front of him. Hilarious scenes as Broad runs through, tries to run out Siraj, Siraj gets in. That was complete chaos and mayhem. Um, yeah, loved it. Just just find that over, re-watch it. Ravi Shastri tweeted, rather deliciously provocatively, uh, the most expensive over in T20s, and now the most expensive over in test matches. I was there for them both. <laughs> well, somebody, <Yeah. laughs> somebody rightly pointed out, it was a bad over, but he did pass an important milestone steerable today. 550 test wickets. Not many people have, uh, have managed yeah. that. So he's a wonderful bowler. He's been an incredible servant to the game, and he will take many more wickets, you'd have thought, in the remainder of this summer. But it was just a poor over. Just reminded me, Jimmy Anderson took a fiver, oh, yeah. which we completely missed. His 30 seconds. His 30 seconds. Do you know my favourite stat about that? His fiver, 30 seconds. There are 19 fifers for the uh, bowling attack of 2005 combined. Hoggard, Flintoff, Harmison, Jones, Giles. Wow. He has got 13 more fifers than that wow. combined. That's a great stat. It's a very final word stat. And I think on that stat, it's time for us to say goodbye. We'll be back tomorrow with day three. Could be the last day. It really could be the last day, you never know. Or maybe the Indians will rack up another huge score and grind England into, I was going to say the dust, but really into the Birmingham swamp because it's, <laughs> it's pretty damp out here. And it has been lots of heavy downpours. But until tomorrow, on Final Word Daily from Henry Moran and Daniel Norcross, it's goodbye. I had to go about it.